Up next, it's the season one finale of Rick and Rick Rule the World. That's right. You're just in time for a Rick and Rick rewind of the smash hit season that was. All of the marketing, movies, and pop culture moments. That made season one a worldwide sensation. And it all starts right here, right now. On the one show where everybody's name is Rick. And everybody rules the world. Hello, hey Rick and Rick Nation. It's Rick Matheson and Rick Wooten. How you doing, Rick Wooten? I'm doing great, man. How you doing this week? I am doing well. Can you believe it's been a year? We we've been doing this show now for a year. I, I can't believe it. It's this is our 45th episode. It's something like 800 minutes of awesome on your FM dial. <laughs> <laughs> more rip-roaring fun than you can shake a Rick at, and I cannot believe it. I was actually listening to a couple of the episodes, and it was kind of fun. And on that note, we have a special season one finale edition of Rick and Rick's Loaded Questions for listeners tonight. I guess we're going to pose questions to each other to test how well the other Rick remembers all the good times that we've had here. And those of you playing at home, you can see how your answers match up to our admittedly failing memories of the season that was. <laughs> So are you ready, Mr. Wooten? I'm ready. Okay, let's get ready to play. Questions. All right, so I'm I'm a statistic guy. I'm a I'm a data guy. I love numbers. So question number one for you. What was, according to iTunes, the most popular episode we ever did? I think it was Rick and Rick at Comic-Con. You know, uh, that, that was definitely in the top 20. The number one, ironically, was the ASMR uh, no episode that we did. Yeah. So first of all, do you know what ASMR is? Had you heard of that term before? Okay. I only know it because my daughter, she will listen to these things for hours. It stands for Autonomous Sensory Meridian Responses. And I guess it's characterized by tingling sensations in your skin when you listen to things. So these things are typically people whispering very quietly into the audio. And they'll pick up your know, papers. They're like, you know, here's me opening up uh, Pringles. And they'll do the sound really softly. It drives me crazy, but my daughter loves it. Apparently it's a thing. And now celebrities are doing it. So it won't be long before one of us as marketers goes ahead and does this as well. W Magazine is doing this whole series. One of them's like Margaret Roby from uh, Suicide Squad. There's one with Jake Gyllenhaal, Kate Hudson, and others. Why, I don't know. Do we need to kill the editors of W for this? Very likely. It's hugely possible. But but one of the better ones, there's one from Margot Robbie uh, where she says things like, my name is Margot Robbie and I'm doing an ASMR. What it means, I don't know. I had to look it up on Google. Um, I love Vegemite. <laughs> and then she takes, she scrapes Vegemite on bread and it's something like nails going across a chalkboard. I kid you not, but, but you get the idea. According to iTunes, episode 19 huh. uh, was, was the number one with number two, ironically being something very similar, which is uh, the one with the silent gifts that you can hear. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. So my questions to you are all going to be multiple choice. My oh. first question is season one, episode one of Rick and Rick Rule the World featured segments on video game movies and which of the following? A, Pumpkin Spice. B, Robot Judas Priests. C, <laughs> Robot Buddhist Priests. Or D, The Fur Baby Economy. Holy crap. Um... I'm I'm gonna guess it was the robot priests. But which one? B robot Judas priests or C robot Buddhist priests? Buddhist priest. <laughs> you are correct. 
What was this thing you're talking about with the robot priests? <laughs> so I came across this news item about this robot that's been ordained a Buddhist priest in Japan. You know, <laughs> its name is Pepper, and I guess it was developed by SoftBank, but it's using the IBM Watson artificial intelligence. And oh, what they've done, yeah, and what they've done is they they presented Pepper at this industry conference called you know Life Ending Industry Expo in Tokyo. My God, <laughs> they roll out wow. Pepper, who has been trained to be an ordained priest to get the rituals at funerals when Buddhist priests are not available. And then oh, yeah. Pepper, because it's this AI technology, has been trained for different jobs. Apparently, it has been trained for a store greeter. One of the you know Peppers in a store greeting people was attacked by a, a drunk man you know, <laughs> who didn't understand oh, what was going on. And then a home companion. They've been waiters. But then you know the thing that cracked me up is it's like, okay, store greeter, a waiter, and it's also been trained to be a marketer. That's awesome. <laughs> it's like, how does that even, how does that even work? Um, Talking about minimizing what we do for a living. Exactly. Hey, but so, so help me figure this out. So, you know, the jobs that you talked about, you know, whether it's uh, giving rights at a funeral or doing in-home care or even being a, a greeter at a, you know, a store or what have you, it, it requires a certain emotional intelligence to be able to do that, right? It, it, you have to, you know, sympathize and empathize with the people that you're working with. How, how would a robot possibly be the right tool for that? Right. I think the thought is as AI advances, they would eventually have some sort of approximation of those emotions. On some level, AI is exponentially getting better and eventually will be implanted into something like a mechanical being. Although if Pepper's any indication of where that's you know going to go, I don't think it bodes well. I do have a good place where they should use it. Where? They should... Take it to the DMV. I'm telling you, it can't get worse. Can't get and worse. The people there, the people there are already creepy. It will probably make the line go faster. So they need to go to the DMV. I think that will work really well. Yes. All right. All right. I, re I remember that one. That one. That one was fun. I think that same episode we talked about uh, about a bunch of different video games and the Buddhist priests, and we talked about how AI was kind of taking over the world and replacing jobs. I, I think that actually tied in with a number of episodes that we did. We talked about things like you know jobs that wouldn't exist anymore yes. in the future and and that sort of thing. Yep. So uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed that episode. That was actually that was actually really good. And and you know frankly, I think we even talked about the idea of emotional intelligence as it related to related better, to robots and way, way better memories than I do. <laughs> well, no, it's like you're you're sparking this, and it's yeah. like wow, you know, I remember us talking about how in Silicon Valley, you know, we got a lot of people who don't have emotional intelligence, and so maybe right. a robot would be more empathetic. Just as, yep, just as human as everyone around us. So, all right, hit me. All right. You know, one of the ones that, that I was wondering was excluding Wonder Woman. What what DC movie do we talk about in favor the most last year? Or in favor the most. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know we must have talked about Justice League the most, but I bet favorably... DC has to have been Superman the movie. I can't think of another oh. DC that we talked about favorably more. No, no, I, I think I think I think you're right. You know, I was gonna say that it was Justice League because of the movies you reviewed reviewed last year. 
uh, that was the one that uh, we both seemed to like the most, regardless of the fact that there was really bad CGI and a mustache. Right. But, uh, you know, now that I'm, I'm thinking back on it over and over and over again, the original Superman movie, you know, uh, it, it came up and it was something that we both really enjoyed and favored yep. quite a bit. So yeah. I think technically you're right. I had the wrong so. answer to my own question. <laughs> <laughs> hey, when that happens. Um, awesome. well, here's one because here's one, I can't remember. I went looking for it. I swear we talked about this and maybe it just didn't make it into an episode. But, you know. Our name is Rick, and, you know, when your name is Rick, hardly any time goes by before somebody makes a reference to which of the following, and you can choose one or more answers. A, that they make a reference to Rick Grimes, a.k.a. the Rick Tater from Walking Dead. Nice. B, Ricky Ticky Tavi, the valiant mongoose from Jungle Book. C, Rick and Morty. D, White Boy Rick. Or E, Rick the fill in the blank. And it rhymes with <laughs> It rhymes with, well, Rick. <laughs> so which do awesome. these do people make reference to from time to time? Okay, so it's going to depend on the demographics. Clearly, if they're our age, they're probably talking about Ricky Ticky Tabby. Yeah. If they're more of a, you know, a millennial, our kids age kind of thing, it's going to be Rick and Morty. That, yeah. That's my opinion. Right. Now, I've been dreading this week, Rick, because this weekend is when White Boy Rick opens wide. But it's probably <laughs> not the right way to say it. But it stars Matthew McConaughey. That's right. That's right. In a story of two Ricks who start a podcast. So <laughs> two Ricks. A father and son who break badly with drugs, guns, and poses as street-dealing kingpins in 1980s Detroit. In other words, heartwarming fun for the whole family. Well, let's not forget that when we were kids, there was, oh, Ricky, you're so yeah. fine. You're so fine. Anyways. Yeah. I didn't mind that one so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. All right, so here's one for you. So I, I was just thinking about this the other day. When we first started this show... Uh, it was like a big hug fest. We agreed on everything. Like every movie we agreed with, we had the same reviews, every every comic book, every marketing campaign. What was the first episode where we decided we were going to pick topics where we disagreed? Ooh, don't know about picking the topics, but I do remember that it seemed like we agreed on a lot of stuff early on. And I want to say that the break happened, at least what comes to mind, is in the episode where we did the Battle of the Breakfast cereals. And mm. I seem to remember having a visceral reaction to your favorite cereal. Whatever the hell it was, I was like, what the hell? And then for me, I might actually agree with them that Cinnamon Toast Crunch is number one. I'm a big fan of Cinnamon Toast Crunch. And so... Uh... So that would be my top five. How about you? Well, I was with you till the cinnamon toast crunch for crying out loud. <laughs> that is like cinnamon toast meh to me, but each his own. And so from then on, I don't think we agreed on anything. No. <laughs> <laughs> it was all over after it was that. All over. <laughs> okay, so my, my recollection was back in October when we did the top ten sci-fi movies. Oh that yes. was that was the breaking point. Right. If you remember, that right. was a seven-part episode yep. that we spanned. I mean, I think we literally burned two hours like yep. of actual recording time, and we ended up breaking that one up over seven parts, maybe eight parts, because I think there was a conclusion as well. Uh, but that was the, probably the first time, because I think when we got to number one and two and three, we disagreed. And that was one of the first times we did that on the show. All right, number three for me. I, I went out on the limb on this one. Uh, John Carpenter's The Thing. It was a roller coaster for me, and it had to be in, in my top ten. 
Cool. All right. So my number three then is laugh, but it won't be surprising. Star Trek Two: The Wrath of Khan. Um, I'm I'm a Star Trek fan, but probably not as big of a Star Trek fan as you because I didn't I didn't put one in my top ten. I didn't even have one in my overflows. So for me, my number two was The Matrix. And all right, so my number two is Contact, 1997. It was really well done. It probably deserves more respect than I got. It's, all right, so we're at our number ones, and I got another counterintuitive one. I hope you've seen this, and if you haven't, I hope you'll see it. It is a uh, really interesting movie that I did not like the first time I watched it, and then just came to really, really dig it. Um, it's Donnie Darko. So I saw this when it first came out, and uh, I do remember it being another one of those movies like... Uh, Inception, where you know you, you had to kind of watch it more than once to really follow all the all, all the storyline, um, and it was a really well t- told story. And it kind of reminded me. I remember at the time <clears throat> thinking that kind of reminded me of Seven, and um, you know how you how you had to you know very much kind of keep up with it. Uh, okay, so that was my number one. What is your number one, Mr. Wooten? My number one. I'm disappointed wasn't on your list anywhere so far, and that's Blade Runner. I don't think we had anything even alike in our list. I think we had totally different lists, no. if I remember correctly. Yeah. So that's a good thing. I'm not surprised that that was, would be the, uh, the first episode that that happened in. So, All right, my next question for you. In our review of Avengers Infinity War, we described the evil Thanos as which of the following? A, the perfect cosplay character from A Grimace from McDonald's. B, the love child of Donald Trump, Barney the Dinosaur, and Shrek. C... A cross between Jonah Hex, Cable from Deadpool 2, and Brand from The Goonies, or D, Hillary Clinton before she's had a Snickers bar. (laughs) How did we describe Thanos in our Avengers Infinity War review? So so is there an E all the above? Could be. (laughs) It might be acceptable. I know know that we've talked about McGrimmis and Thanos. Uh, That's right. I know that the actor we've talked about a lot, so that fills out. C. Yeah. Uh, and then D, you know, Hillary Clinton's always good to throw in for a joke. So um, that's right. That's right. No, be, but what I think, would be your sneakers bar would be Hillingry. That's true. <laughs> hangry. Yeah, hangry. Uh, I think I think the the answer to this one though is probably number one. I, I think it's uh we were talking about, you know, McGrimmis and, and uh, Thanos and the cosplay at Comic Con and you know, that was I remember that conversation. That was a great conversation. Remember the the, the conversation about how somebody actually dressed up as the glove? Yeah. You know, you guys sent these great photos from Comic-Con and you mentioned the gauntlet from Infinity War. And I know who's underneath that costume. It's literally a costume of the gauntlet sleeve. And I know that it's Hamburger Helper dressed as the gauntlet (laughs) from Infinity War. I just know it. Well, hold on, hold on. But don't forget that, what was it? It was, there was a costume of of somebody who was, uh, who was dressed as, what was the purple guy from McDonald's? Yeah, McGrimmis. That's right. There was somebody dressed as Grimace cosplaying Thanos, right? So that was actually a real thing. So I think it's, I think it's Grimace underneath. That's just saying. That's McNutty. That is Mc, (laughs) what the F. I would have loved to have seen that. It was such an over-the-top costume. It was not, it was so bad, it was good. But yeah. Okay, well, I hate to tell you, but the answer was B. In our wow. actual review of Avengers Infinity War, so in that actual episode where we reviewed it, we did describe Thanos as... 
If you've ever wondered what the bastard child of Donald Trump, Barney the Dinosaur, and Shrek would look like, <laughs> Thanos nails it. <laughs> We're talking a 20-foot-tall CGI monstrosity with mauve skin, a bald head, and a scrotum for his chin. Um, <laughs> You just spray a tan on him and some, you know, a comb over. You're talking about a less obnoxious twin to uh, to Donald. My, my question for you: How many episodes did we end up talking about IHOP <laughs> as, as the, the renaming of IHOP to IHOP? How many episodes? Uh, and in fact, and just to give you a hint, they were all in a row. Even one was one too many. We did that story, I guess not last episode, but the episode before we did that story on IHOP, you know, how it was yeah. at least temporarily changing its name to IHOB. And longtime listener, first time emailer, my friend Paul. <laughs> He, he, my mom. Yeah, yeah. He emailed me because in that story, I said, hey, you know, we don't really have, you know, an IHOP around here. He pointed out yeah. that I could literally go to my window here in my office and see an IHOP. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you can tell their marketing is working. Yeah, I literally forgot that it was there. I can literally almost hit it with a rock. But now I, I'm going to have to go check it out. I'm going to have to go have a pancake at, at IHOP because I forgot they exist. <laughs> <laughs> there were five episodes in a row that I counted oh. that we ended up talking about IHOP. And yet our listeners come back. <laughs> um, uh, we're going to hold it right there, everybody. Uh, so when we come back after the break, we're going to continue our walk down memory lane here about season one of Rick and Rick in this, our season finale. So hang tight. Hey, Rick and Rick Nation, don't forget to check out our all-new website at rickandrick.com, where you can listen to new and archived episodes, join in on the conversation, or, you know, just make fun of our photos. It's double the Rick in just one click at rickandrick.com. You see how I did that? It was clever. I like that. Okay, we are back with the season finale, season one Rick and Rick rule the world. And we are playing loaded questions. And uh, we're going to continue the thread here. Just test our memory of things. Okay, here's one for you. In episode five, Rick and Rick had a hard time remembering the name of which song used in a recent television spot for HP. Was it A, Ted Nugent's Cat Scratch Fever? B, Eric Clapton's After Midnight? C, Harry Chapin's Cats in the Cradle? D, Rebecca Black's Horrific Friday. It's Friday, it's Friday. Want to kill myself, I'm trying. Or, or E, Johnny Cash's classic hit, Flushed from the Bathroom of Your Love. Totally Cats in the Cradle. Yes. And what was that, what was that song in the 70s uh, about uh, the, oh man. Do you, do you remember that song in the 70s that, was uh, something about a dad being busy and that you, know, oh, you yeah. get to... When you come up like that? that, I don't know when, but we'll get to... That's it. And what the hell is the name of the song, though? Um, <laughs> I can remember the song and I can't even think of it. What the hell is it? Oh, my God. Cats in the Cradle. 
I, I remember that. I, it was so funny. It was like, uh, who's on first? What's on second? I mean, we, we literally, and I don't know how much of it made it into the episode, but we literally went on for 10 minutes. And every time we try and move on to the next topic, we'd be like, damn, what was that song again? I can't remember that song. Here, I got one, I got one for you. Okay. So we, we did a Super Bowl episode. Remember the Super yep. Bowl episode? Yep. What was my favorite commercial? I'm trying to remember. I want to see, God, what was it? It's like I can almost see it. And it was Jordan, the, Jordan. shut up, Kevin. <laughs> exactly. But what was the commercial? First one's Pringles. It was absolutely hilarious. You know, you've got um, a guy fighting in the war and, you know, he kind of cuts away and he looks at the camera and, and that's how we do it down at the farm. And then... <laughs> You know, the, the scene drops, you know, the CGI in the background goes away and you can see there's a blue screen. There's a guy hanging from a parachute from the ceiling, you know, and he starts to, to walk back to like the snack area. And there's these these two guys and one of them has a chip in his hand and he's all barbecue. And then he puts another one on top pizza. I just made barbecue pizza. And, right. you know, the, the guy standing with him is all, wow. And then he's all, wow. And then the guy who just left the scene's all, wow. Right. And so there's that, you know, you were talking about this earlier, that artificial kind of uh, viral thing they're trying to build. Right. This is one of my, my favorite commercials of the year, just because it was so much fun. And I took this and, and for the Pro Bowl, I actually went to the grocery store, actually went to three grocery stores and bought every flavor of Pringles I could find. Awesome. I learned two things. Number one, the wheat Pringles are horrible. Do not eat them. I'm, <laughs> as a friend, I'm giving you a friend-to-friend advice right now. Do not eat the wheat Pringles. They're not that good. Uh, and don't mix them with non-wheat Pringles because then they just get weird. <laughs> so put those aside. The second one is it's almost impossible to make the recipes that you find on the Pringles website I for wonder. these stackers. Because you know, they had stuff like, I think there's supposed to be a pickle flavor, which is just bizarre anyways. But there's supposed to be a pickle flavor. I could not find that anywhere. You know, there's supposed to be a jalapeno. I couldn't find that anywhere. Three stores, I couldn't find most Interesting. of them. But the takeaway is the one that worked really well was the one they had in the ad, which was, you know, using the pizza and the barbecue. That was actually pretty good. And good. we threw a sour cream and uh, sour cream and chives on it. And that was actually pretty good too. But that's about it. None of the other recipes <laughs> we tried worked. Pringles! Pringles, thank remember? you. I could not remember. That's right. It was the stacking, right? Yes. They, like, oh my God. It's barbecue and it's pizza. It's barbecue pizza. And we put a jalapeno on it. It's now spicy barbecue pizza. <laughs> okay. In episode 15, which one of these did not rank among our top five most buzzworthy sci-fi movie pitches in Hollywood? A, Batman versus Wonder Woman. B, Arrival 2, Voyage to the Snuffleupagus Homeworld. C, minor squabble for the Planet of the Apes, or D, Blade Runner meets Puffin Stuff, which did not make it to our list. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna say it's Batman versus Superman. That was not a choice. Is <laughs> 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 it Batman versus Wonder Woman? Oh, hmm. Huh. Well, I'll still go with Batman versus Wonder Woman. The number five top most buzzworthy sci-fi pitch out there right now, Batman versus Wonder Woman. <laughs> Batman gets wind that Wonder Woman's mother's name isn't Martha. All hell breaks loose. <laughs> Our number three most buzzworthy sci-fi movie pitches in Hollywood right now, Arrival 2. So did you see Arrival, Amy Adams with the creatures that visit Earth? Arrival 2. 
has Amy Adams traveling to the Snuffleupagus homeworld as an ambassador from Earth, <laughs> brought to you by the letter K. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> now, the number one most buzzworthy sci-fi movie pitch right now in Hollywood. Minor squabble for the planet of the apes. <laughs> Caesar and the humans aren't fighting again. They're just having a heated discussion. <laughs> Correct answer is D. Blade Runner meets Puffin Stuff did not make our list of the pretend five most buzzworthy sci-fi movie pitches in Hollywood. Okay, so here's one here's one for you. Okay. In in, in one of our early episodes, this is back in November, we compared what company to Sears. Oh my God, that's one of my questions to you, damn it. Oh! I know this one. <laughs> Amazon. Amazon, that's oh. right. Remember? So Amazon is the new Sears. Oh man, see? That's a so good stole your I actually, question. okay, in his review of, say, in your review, <laughs> in his review <laughs> of Star Wars Episode Eight, The Last Jedi, Rick Wooten introduces us to, and you should know this, A, the body part he likes to call Boba Fett. <laughs> B. <laughs> B. <laughs> the genius of the Star Wars holiday special. C. The genius of the Star Wars chiastic structure. Or D. The genius of James Bond in Octopussy. Which uh, def you... definitely the chiastic structure. Yes. yes. <laughs> so anyway, so the there are some common familiar themes that you know they are they're kind of repeating in fact one of the uh, the interesting theories about uh the star wars trilogies the three of them put together is there's a theory that they're a uh a chiasmus also known as a chiastic structure which is this idea of a repeating structure people this is education here you should have your children listening to rick and rick rule the world if you look at the uh the first three films the second three films and the third three films each of them have a common story arc but a recent theory came out where they think that the overall arc of the nine films is going to also be a chiasmus and that it's going to if you take each of the three that it's going to repeat a common storyline just oh. kind of fascinating i remember that quite well that was a good episode <laughs> well you know what's funny is after we had that conversation and of course i continued to talk about it to anybody who would listen <laughs> days upon end at this point all the people that i talked to have now rebutted that back to me and said and that's why the movies aren't great and so i gave them fodder Right. To tell me that the Star Wars movies aren't great because they're just basically a repeat of the previous Star Wars movies. Take a listen to some of these quick clips, cut-ups, and outtakes from season one. I've seen photos of you somewhere in a, a Jedi outfit like that, but I don't think you posted them online. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, Well, and I wasn't wearing pants, and I am here, so that's a good thing. Hey, Rick. Yeah. I just know something. There's some breaking news. I think uh, Grimace will be playing the role of Carrie Fisher in the new movie. <laughs> <laughs> After the successful debut. As... Yeah, he made quite the impression at Comic-Con. So, just refresh my memory. We decided not to do a Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom review, right? Yeah, we, we basically decided that it would be like re-reviewing the second movie. So we, <laughs> we didn't feel that that was necessary. I can't yeah. even get half a wrecked thumb up for that one. <laughs> I mean, and the other thumb is just dangling here. It's like refracting. There's shrinkage <laughs> happening to my left thumb. It wasn't CGI. It was his son. 
his son actually played a bit piece, which was, you know, basically the 20 year ver earlier version of Lawrence Fishburne. No is that cool? way. That is so yeah. cool. But how do they look so much alike? I mean, I know why they look alike, but I mean, that's an extraordinary. <laughs> it's called genetics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, this is everybody. Ah, that makes no sense. <laughs> I don't know this where I was going with that one. Yeah, this is everybody whose name is Rick. Hey, why did it take so long for Spider-Man to die compared to everybody else? Because it was all improvised. <laughs> wait for it, everybody wait for else, it. Yeah, exactly. Everybody else kind of froze and then, you know, uh, they faded away. Not, not you know, Spider-Man. Spider-Man had this, this dialogue and it's because, you know, it was such a great line. It was such <laughs> great, you know, acting. They yeah. decided to work with it and put it in there. Imagine if he said, I don't feel so good, Mr. Stark. <laughs> oh, no, that so. did it. I'm good. <laughs> so... I think that is awesome. We are just so awesome. Let's just say that right now. Let's just recognize <laughs> recognize that we are awesome. And, you know, uh, and that let people bask in our knowledge. Really helped. Yes. <laughs> Let's bask in our brilliance here for a moment. And uh, we are the light that you've been looking for, dear listeners. You can't go wrong if you listen to us. So. There's more where that came from, so be sure to join us for part two of our season one finale on the next Rick and Rick Rule the World.